Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at the new business card in the information age. My guest in this episode is Spencer Shaw. Spencer is the founder of podkick.com, a podcast production and distribution company that is responsible for millions of annual downloads. They've been featured in Forbes magazine, MSN, and other publications. Spencer's owned several businesses in the software, real estate, and internet industries, and he's the host of the Business Growth Podcast, and he's also the co-host of the Prosperity Podcast. Spencer is also an instructor on the Udemy platform, leading over 9,000 eager entrepreneurs. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info cashflowninja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. If you're in the Philadelphia, Bucks County, and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us at our next event, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. MC Lobshire, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cashflow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Spencer, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to, to speak with you again. Always enjoy our conversations. Uh, before we jump into our conversation today, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what the listeners cannot see, and I, I wish they could hear if the window is open, I actually live in Puerto Rico. And uh, amongst a lot of investors, cryptocurrency people, uh, there's a lot of talk about Puerto Rico right now. It's an innovative island uh, post Maria storm. And so it's something incredible. But my background really has been in the business world. And that has stemmed from the last you know, decade and a half of me owning and selling businesses in the retail in the real estate and in the internet industries. And it's just something I love. Um, it's, it's surreal, um, hectic, overwhelming. I don't, I don't know what other words to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, it's very, very interesting. And I would say being involved with so many different businesses and then also servicing so many businesses. I mean, you get to see so many different business models and of course, meet just fantastic people. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one thing that's fantastic that we, as a company, I, I own a podcast production and distribution company right now, and we get to work with a lot of uh, companies that are in the most innovative 
areas in the world. We're talking artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, things that are cutting edge. And because of that, I'm able to have a different perspective. You know, I, I get the the snapshot as a consultant. So I, I get the big, big picture. And then I can apply that into industries that are completely lagging. Like as you know, a real estate person, we think that's an innovative industry. But if you go into, you know, ML or AI, you realize that's innovative. And then you can carry, you can pull some of those innovations into a boring industry like real estate. So it's wonderful. Yeah, and 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 possibly just disrupt it, right? It's you. You have a robot talking back to you and answering questions, as opposed to <laughs> you know bricks and mortar and then rentals, right? So a- absolutely. Um, couple of things you speak about uh, a lot of these uh, technology companies, these lot of in- innovative companies and innovative people. There's a lot of different trends out there. You travel quite a bit. Uh, you're in Puerto Rico right now. You go to many different places, travel, meet people. What are some of the biggest things that's on your radar that you're watching as far as trends that will impact uh, businesses? Because I think, um, as you have shared before in, in our conversations, people are so focused to look at existing models, old, different models of what did work but they're not really focused on models that are developing that will eventually position companies uh, to, to prosper in the, in the future. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's a really easy way to think about this. And this is something that I've really noodled around for quite a while. And if we take a snapshot of the past, meaning the communication tools that we had hundreds of years ago was uh, books and newspapers. And that was the way that people you know, we're able to consume information and be entertained and educated. And then it led to the innovation of television. And we had TV and there was a, a sudden shift in TV. And it was when the fake family was created, you know, the leave it to Bieber family and, and that world. And we really got a taste of that fake family world for like 50 years. So, you know, if you look back and you think of books and newspapers, hundreds of years, um, if not, you know, thousands with books. And then you go to the fake TV and you had about 50 plus years of that. And then what happened next was you had this reality TV and it became this first second life for people where we all knew Leave It to Beaver was fake. But you all of a sudden got this reality TV where people felt like it was real. They, they all you know, sat around and talked about the Kardashians or whatever the other reality TV show was. And it brought on you know, the crocodile hunters and the duck hunters and all of that. And we had that for you know, mid-90s until early 2000s. And then all of a sudden, we went through another transition, which is this YouTube world. And people started talking about these YouTubers that they subscribe to as though they were their friends. And YouTube didn't start that way. It started with people educating um, or people just entertaining and fail videos or whatever. And it moved into that now this vlogging fake reality world. And then that lasted from, you know, YouTube was mid 2000s, but really it didn't latch on until a little bit after 2010. And then we got into the streaming world where you know, you've got Instagram and Snapchat 
and Facebook Live, and that just completely decimated everything else and it adopted so much faster. The next is going to be uh, virtual reality, but there's actually one in between the streaming and virtual reality and YouTube that I think is going to be more sustaining. And it has something that all of us, you know, calls libertarians, conservatives, or whatever it is, something that we really want, and that's control. We'll jump into that in just a bit. But it's amazing to think where the innovations are and where it's going. We could dive into that later if you want to. Yeah, and and we've clearly seen that in that transition, as you've mentioned, in politics too, right? And especially elections. And elections are interesting because um, the, the the different models that it has, the communication tools that it utilizes, there's a lot that businesses can learn from it. Uh, I just made a couple of notes. You're thinking that you know FDR used used the radio. Um, was that the fireside chats, or am I just making that up? No, definitely. I mean, that's um, yeah, that's a fireside chats, right? And then you had a TV with with JFK. He utilized TV. He was a good-looking, charming guy, um, which was obviously the optics were great. And then it kind of developed, and um, the online world took took hold. And and I think Obama really used utilized online marketing very, very effectively in his campaigns and getting his message out. And there was a crossover with social media. But then, of course, it comes to, to the last uh, election cycle with President Trump, where social media and streaming and different people, influencer streaming and so forth. So you could see that kind of de- development, just as you eloquently uh, explained it, just in that side of, uh, uh, of uh, yeah, of, of the political side of things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's amazing to see that every single one of these leaps, the people that try and control it, they're always behind. Like they're never really going to catch up because in the most impressive type of environments, you know, like use Africa, for example, um, in an environment where they're now, they have access to a cell phone that has data. um, They're able to be incredibly innovative with the way they make payments. They do transactions, they share information, things that we don't even see and know. So it's, you know, you would know that better than any of us. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you've touched on control and how important that is uh, for business owners, uh, for growing your business with all these technologies. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Control, uh, it comes down to this. Right now, we live in a world where there are targets on certain individuals or classes. And, And I'm not going to say this happens uh, as a definite, like no matter what's going to happen. But we live in a society now where if you are conservative in many cases, or you have certain political beliefs or standards, you become a target. Meaning if you're uh, not looking to go out and you're not looking for the best results, but you're looking for diversity, that's what a lot of people want. And Sure, diversity is great, but isn't getting the best product or the best service the most important thing? And so we live in this twisted world. Now, there are some people like that, you know, Mark Andreessen, you know, venture capitalists that have so much money that they can rock the boat. But the control piece, to me, it comes down like this. When I see a lot of people putting their focus in their business 
and they're trying to grow their business using social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, I use the analogy of rental real estate. So I've owned rental properties for years and years. And it's very much the same way that if you put a tenant in your property and they go through and they paint the house, they put in new carpet and they do the landscaping, well, at any point you could change that tenant out. And isn't the same thing being said whenever we are messing around with a platform like Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram? At any point, some person could pull the plug on that. They're, they're, they have full control. So we need to have control on the things that we do. Is that a, a, a big trend then of folks building their own platforms? Um, and well, not just relying on number on, on one, right? That's the big thing too, right? Not relying just on one platform. But uh, what are some of the other things that folks can do to have more control in an ever-changing environment and ever-changing space? And I think people, I think people think that when you have this conversation, right, because um, uh, I always try to think of where someone's coming from. If they're listening to this, they might think, well, that's a little bit extreme. You know, what's going happening on social media? I'll give an example. This morning, I get something from Facebook about a certain ad, right? So they're constantly changing stuff. Um, and then you have to change, change your, your advertisements and so forth. So you do feel sort of I have no control. I'm running an ad campaign. Um, it's there's, no, it's purely just for investors, right? Sharing value and information. But somebody can just shut that down and say, "Well, there's something about the ad that I don't like. You promoted gold, or you know, there there's a download about gold's history, or, or something like that, right?" So that's where that's where we're coming from when we're saying that there's a lot of things happening in social media, and certain things are changing pretty quickly or being. Um, yeah, being, being not shut down, but it's like, uh, it, it's getting harder to navigate. So what can companies do in, a, in, a, in an environment like that? You know, I, I think that uh, one, when a person thinks that they're diversified, often they're not diversified in reality. So meaning if you've talked with someone and they go, oh yeah, I'm totally diversified in the marketplace. I've I'm in tech stocks and you know, like they go through it and you're like, dude, you're just in the stock market. So you're right. not diversified. Like right. you don't have rental properties. You don't have uh, an insurance policy. You don't, you don't need, you know what I mean? You don't have oil and gas or whatever else it may be. So as a business owner, what we're really up against right now, and it's a world that, that I myself fight with. It's an inner battle. And, and I'm going to be totally honest. I have not won this inner battle, this dialogue. And here's what I mean. As a business owner and influencer, it's our job to make uh, an impact on what we're doing. And that means that we have to be in front of the people that we can influence. And so that means we have to be where they are. So for me, I, I suck personally at most of the social media, like, you know, just showing my life and getting out on Snapchat and Instagram and YouTube and doing all those things because I'm fairly private person. Like I, I live in Puerto Rico, yet I, on my Instagram, I have yet to share a picture of anything that I'm doing here, um, which is which is crazy. And I probably should. And so then I I think of the business owners, and while you need to have assets that you create, 
there's a few assets that you can actually control. A one, uh, one is a podcast. You can control that asset of attention because you own the content and uh, that can be shared on devices regardless if platforms like you or not. Uh, another asset that you can control is a person's contact information, their email address, um, and their mailing address. That is something that you can control. Um, and so whenever we look at the other assets of that Facebook likes or the amount of followers, those are great, but understand that's rental real estate that you're improving. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. Dave and his team at The Real Asset Investor have syndicated many successful real estate and ATM projects over the last decade. Now his team has an exclusive opportunity for investors in the coal space. Do you want to be part of an energy project that takes conventional coal and cleans it up by extracting liquids while releasing almost zero emissions? The sale of these liquids can produce strong double-digit cash flow and aggressive tax benefits against ordinary income, all while using America's number one most plentiful resource in a responsible, efficient manner. Now that's non-conventional. For more information on this exclusive opportunity, you can visit therealassetinvestor.com or contact the Real Asset Investor team at info at therealassetinvestor.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. Another good example is, for instance, um, sticking on Facebook and not to, <laughs> not to beat up on them all day. But for instance, a lot of businesses I saw, and especially e-commerce, they build up a massive following on Facebook, right? So they get, that's basically their primary uh, contact point or point of contact for, for customers, and clients. And then all of a sudden, Facebook changed the algorithms and where, you know, you like a page and all of a sudden they will show up in your newsfeed. All of a sudden, Facebook now says, well, you're going to have to boost your post, right? Or pay for that to get in front of all the people that have already signed up and indicated that they liked that, that, that page and they wanted to receive more information from it. So using your example, if you had that, uh, if that company did a good job of um, procuring emails for their clients and building an email list, and then it had other forms of communication and reaching the folks that want to hear from them, 
they they're not beholden just to just to that kind of platform. So I I just thought of that example because I remember uh, a lot of e-commerce folks were really upset when this happened uh, because they spent so much money already on that platform building. Uh, essentially their business on that one platform. Mm-hmm. And when they change the rules or change the algorithms and, uh, and or their advertising policies, they were all of a, all of a sudden uh, finding themselves having to start from scratch, basically, again. Yeah, it's awful. It is, it is just terrible. So a couple of things um, that, that you've mentioned. We need to know where our audience is. So huge takeaway. And then also we need to know um, exactly what they want and how to uh, create content, what they want. What are some of the things that you can share around building content, staying relevant for the folks uh, that already have the same beliefs that you are? That's why people connect online and connect with people and want to hear more from you. Okay, cool. So I, I think this, uh, let's start with this premise of where we are and where things are going. Um, Mark Andreessen uh, started Netscape, sold that. He's a billionaire investor, one of the world's most famous venture capitalists. Just um, in early 2019, he said, and this was one of his predictions, he said, audio is going to be titanically important. And so for me, when I think of that, I immediately think of all of your listeners. And I would guess that whoever's listening right now is doing something else while they're consuming this podcast. And they're consuming the podcast for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they're furthering their education. They're trying to learn something. Uh, They're going to learn it and apply it to their business um, or to a side hustle or they're getting that information. And then there's going to be some form of uh, entertainment. They have some type of bond with you. So when you are communicating with your audience, and I'm going to use the, the framework of podcast because that's my world. And that's where I think the greatest innova- innovation is happening right now. Um, as far as creating content and what to do with that, it goes down to this. You as a business owner or a person that wants to be influence uh, others and influencer, you already have all of the content at your fingertips. You just have to go and find it. And that information is already in your email. That's already in your social media. And it comes in the form of anytime a person has asked you a question or anytime that you have asked an expert a question, that is exactly what your topics should be about. And so it needs to be specifically solving those types of problems. And then we can dive into um, what that feels like, what the format is and how long and all of that. But that's, that's like the foundational piece of it. Yeah, that would depend on uh, which platforms you're putting it on, right? And where your listeners are, um, what, um, you know, how long it is, what you put out, how often and, and so forth. What role is some of the new developments in this space playing into, uh, into repurposing content? Uh, we've mentioned artificial intelligence, which Alexa and um, uh, uh, what's the, the Google's got one now. I saw Apple's got uh, one of those as well. What, what role does it play into repurposing? And what are some of the developments uh, happening around artificial intelligence in the, this communications tool? So right now, where it's where we're seeing uh, massive leaps and bounds, uh, we do have the smart devices, and so what's happening is it's now um, less friction for a person to consume information. Meaning today, when I got in my car, 
Um, I had a podcast on my headphones. I got on the car right as soon as I got on the car, the podcast started playing in the car. I got out and it kept on playing. And then uh, it can happen in the house, meaning we can start a podcast on a device and it can be a frictionless experience. On top of that, it's a lot of the discovery and experience. Uh, Pandora has just released and Pandora obviously knows how we consume information as far as music. And they go out and they find music that's relevant to it. And that's going to continue to increase. Um, I think as far as artificial intelligence and machine learning, where that's going, that's just going to create a more rich user experience. But it comes down to how people are actually consuming the information and the relationship they have with it. We've gone into this world, and that's where virtual reality is um, slightly scary and exciting. I remember going to CES a couple of years ago uh, when virtual reality was first coming out. And I guess this was several years ago. And seeing where virtual reality really was going and to the point where people are living inside of this second world. And people are often consuming a podcast because they like that host. And that host now becomes their friend. That becomes a part of their life. The person they talk about and they see as a friend. It's it's an incredible thing. Yeah, it's a unique relationship and experience. And that ties into a concept that you've spoken about too, that what has essentially become the new business card. Yeah, absolutely. Totally is the new business card. The reason why, if any of our listeners out there, uh, in, anyone specifically, uh, when you meet someone, depending on the industry that you're in, when you uh, get to know them, more than likely, they're just going to say, hey, uh, let's connect on LinkedIn. Or they're going to say, uh, hey, what's your Instagram? Let's connect there. Or your fa- Facebook. It depends on the industry that you work in. The podcast does something that is unique overall. It, and, and you've been doing your podcast for several years. So you know this so well, in and out. You have been able to connect with some of the most influential people in the world because you have a podcast. Like, Did you think years ago that you'd be able to be in touch with Robert Kiyosaki? Like, When you read Rich Dad Poor Dad the first time, did you think, hey, I'm going to be able to have a conversation with him? No. And the power of something like this too is if you just, for instance, uh, cold call or cold email or just reach reach out to someone like a Robert Kiyosaki or um, other other huge influencers, right, in your space, whether it's a Kevin Harrington from the Shark Tank and so forth. If you just reach out to them and say, "Hey, you know, I, I just want to come in for for a chat. <laughs> do you do you have thirty or forty five minutes for me just to sit down and pick your brain?" You know, these are very very busy people. But if you build a platform um, and you can, there, there's a there's an equal transfer of value because they get they get to share their message they get to reach people that they possibly haven't reached before and then obviously you get to interview them and ask them questions that you wanted to 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 ask them with everyone else listening right so it's uh is so everyone around in this transaction benefits (laughs) mutually right so it definitely opens amazing doors um and it continues to do so so no absolutely it's uh it's, it's an incredible experience. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it to give you a case study, um, and, and I'll go very specific. Uh, a friend of mine, he ha- has a podcast uh, in the travel industry, and he decided that he was really interested in you know artificial intelligence. But then he he got incredibly interested in the biology side and into like neural implants. So we're talking like you know putting a microchip in the back of your head type of thing, you know, like stuff that we'd think about of the matrix, right? Right. It, and so he starts this podcast about um, neurotransplants and, you know, you think it's just way out there. Well, fast forward, he's been able to interview the top lecturers, top doctors, scientists, and technologists. And then what happened was a organization reached out to him and said, we love what you're doing. We want you to become a part of it. And now he has access to funding. We're talking millions and millions of dollars of funding, laboratory, and people at his fingertips just because he started this podcast that he was interested in. It's quite incredible. And um, I could just think of a, of a friend, too, whose daughter, I believe, is in nursing, in nursing school. And she was, while she's in nursing school, interviewing uh, at different hospitals and different medical facilities, interviewing doctors and, and so forth, therefore, for her platform. Um, where she publishes it, um, sort of like a podcast video kind of thing. So just think of, I mean, you don't have to be a business or an entrepreneur. Just think of the networking that that, that uh, particular person is already engaging in. Uh, think of the, the context that they've made. And, and obviously now there's a connection, right? Because she's uh, been in front of these folks and connected with them, met with them in person, asked questions. It opens so many doors. So by the time that 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 she's uh, graduating, uh, there's going to be a line standing outside of her door of people that would want to would want them to come and work for her um, or for them rather. So it, it's uh, there's so many different examples of this that continues to show the power of it um, and, uh, and 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 building these platforms. So audio is very very powerful. Uh, another question that I had for you too is. Video, where do you see video going? You've spoken a little bit about uh, the, the virtual reality world. Are we all going to walk around with these uh, <laughs> these helmets, as I almost <laughs> call them? <laughs> so so here's where it's going. And, and I'm seeing this from investors um, that I associate with, uh, from technologists, and from other thought leaders that I follow. So this is both from personal and what's happening. So... In the media world, um, and, and I'll share podcasting in specific, video and podcasting, those two are just, I, I don't ever see those being uh, overlapping. We've got podcasting audio, not world where we'll live where it is, and people do something while they're podcasting. You've got your YouTube and that relationship, and that lives where it is. The virtual reality and augmented reality, and that's the big fight right now, is a lot of the Valley thinks that augmented reality, uh, you know, where you put your phone up and overlays and, you know, for example, you could go to a beach, put your phone up and then it will overlay and it'll say, Hey, your favorite photographer took his picture from here. And this photographer took it from here and they took it from here. And those are the settings they use. Um, that is good, but where it's really going to go is virtual reality and the virtual reality. Yes. It'll be somewhat in the game and entertaining, but where 
it's going to change is how our life is going to become so much easier. Meaning we'll be able to put on some goggles. We'll be able to step into a virtual dressing room and we'll be able to try on the clothes that we're looking at buying out of their virtual store. And we see how it fits on our body. We see how it looks all virtually, be measured virtually. And then all of a sudden we say, yeah, that's something that I want. Transaction happens. And then that product is shipped to you physically. That's where we're going. That's how it's going to change. It's quite incredible. And obviously you are uh, on top of things, studying, looking at what's going on, speaking to a lot of people. And that is a habit that I've observed from very wealthy and successful people that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? So my interest of, of things that I'm studying is majority of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, I got into cryptocurrency several years ago. Um, I think you and I talked about that in previous conversation. I got into cryptocurrency when it was uh, at, at a low price. Um, and it's because it was, it was that innovative thing. Machine learning and artificial intelligence is where there's the biggest deficit uh, right now in, as far as technology needs. Meaning if you have the skill set with machine learning, you are you are wanted. You've got, you've got a wanted poster above your head. It's, there's that much of a deficit for it. And that's where the innovations are happening. Now, Spencer, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? You know, I think the first has to always start with gratitude. Uh, everything that we have, we need to look and appreciate with gratitude. Uh, I noticed for myself the times when I feel stuck, the times when I feel like I'm not innovating or just down, uh, it's because I'm not recognizing the things that, that I'm grateful for. And if I develop that habit on a daily basis, then that is enough fuel to keep me going forward. Uh, second principle, control. And I cannot urge that enough. Uh, I've, for years and years, I've always been focusing on the control piece. And I don't mean controls and like controlling others. I mean, be able to control an asset. You know, you, you are a proponent of using life insurance as this vehicle so that we can set up a family bank that will last forever. That's because you have control over it. And too often I see friends, and I, and I saw this happen you know, about a decade ago when the 401ks collapsed. I saw people that were like a year or two away from retiring and they lost it all. And what happened was they didn't realize it, but they gave their control away. And it worked for a lot of older people with their annuities and bonds and you name it. But the, the moment you give away your control your toast. You can't do it. And you can give away control uh, and speculation if you understand that speculation and it's not a majority of your capital. Um, third principle, compound. Uh, the most simple way that I've been able to describe wealth to my kids, because I have three kids, the most simple way I've been able to describe it is you become wealthy when you have a principal amount of capital and then 
you take the interest from that capital to purchase more investments and you are essentially using the return on the interest return on investment of that to purchase more and more assets and you will get to a point where um, it is a machine that you cannot stop and that is something critically important too often i see people um, and i did this you know my in my 20s where i was just too ambitious you know i i leveraged myself um, for getting more properties i remember i remember very clearly when the market collapsed and we as listeners we know that was 2008 and it didn't necessarily collapse per se as in like you know this big red flag came up but what happened was people could not get loans i owned um 17 houses at the time that were active flips like i was flipping those and all of a sudden it was hey no one can get a loan and i had my capital tied up and i had to float a lot of money and that was super painful and had i done compounding correctly i wouldn't have leveraged myself uh, to a point where uh, I felt overextended. And I think going back to the compound that starts with savings, if you have a good amount of savings so that you don't put your family at risk, uh, you can think differently and then you can actually let your money start to work for yourself. A lot of gold there, Spencer. Uh, where can my listeners learn more about you? Where can they follow you and stay involved of uh, all the projects that uh, you're involved in? And where could they uh, catch up and catch a picture that you're going to post on your Instagram uh, for, <laughs> for what you're up to in uh, Puerto Rico? Um, the best thing is our company website, podkick.com. It's P-O-D-K-I-C-K.com. Uh, and then you can follow up with me. Send me a personal email, spencer at podkick.com. And uh, in the subject line, just put cash flow. And what I'll do is uh, I'll, I'll give you all of the internal reports and special reports and stuff that we've created for like very high level clients. Uh, as, you know, as a guest, I'll just, I'll give those to you. I'll, I'll hook your audience up. Um, and then to follow up with me, LinkedIn is the sandbox and the place we're at. And my name is Spencer uh, D. Shaw. You can find that on LinkedIn or Instagram, Spencer D. Shaw. Fantastic. Spencer, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and uh, just providing so much value for my listeners. Always a blast connecting, my friend. Take care. Thank you so much. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.